Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here to North Star. We're so thankful you got out in the nasty rain this morning, but you made it and you look so good. We're so glad you made it. So in True North, I know Daniel in the chapel, Daniel did the welcome in, in Compass, Larry did the welcome, and we had to do the woe. I haven't felt that old in a long time, all right? And so I, I didn't, earlier today I was walking around with my phone and my light was on. Do y'all ever do that, the little camera lights on? The kids will look at me like, Dad, you're really old. And then I had to do the woe and I'm like, all right, I'm out. All right, I'm just out. I can't, I can't even keep up anymore. But we're so glad you're here. You picked a great Sunday to be a part because today is about us. It's about family. It's about why God put us together in this room. So I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take your Bibles, turn to the book of Galatians. We're going to be in Galatians 6. If you're new and you go, all right, I got a Bible. I don't know where Galatians is. Go to the maps, all right? And when you get to the maps, hang a left. Go back a little bit and you'll run into Galatians, okay? You'll have uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, General Electric Power Company, all right? And so that don't laugh, whatever helps you remember, all right? And so I had to think about it for a second. Yeah, Galatians, Galatians 6. Paul is writing to this brand new church, and he's telling them what God thinks is important. Now, here's the interesting part. Jesus comes, Jesus lives, Jesus dies, he rises again. His 11 that stuck with him, the 11 disciples, begin now to be a part of this new movement that's happened in the book of Acts where the church is formed. What makes you ask the question, why in the world did God create the church? God created the church because we need each other. Will you write that at the top of your outline this morning? He created the church because we need each other. So we gather two ways. One way is we gather corporately. We gather on Sunday mornings, and, and 11 o'clock is going to be crazy. The rain will probably slow up. Everybody will go, I think I'll go at 11 o'clock, and we'll be standing room only at the next hour because people go, man, I want to get in. I want to be a part. I love to worship. I love to sing. I love to be a part of all that. I love to, to sit and, and for a few minutes learn exactly how the whole Bible works. And if you're here today going, Man, Mike, I'm, I'm new to all this. Everybody sitting around me has the Bible figured out. Can I let you in a little secret? No, they don't, all right? And so some people right now are looking at the Old Testament because they're embarrassed to find Galatians. So they're just looking at Obadiah going, yep, well, I'm here, all right? And so it, you're, you're safe here. You're safe. We're, we're all in this thing together. But he created us together corporately, but he had another plan. And the plan was we're stronger face-to-face. -face. See, on Sunday morning, you sit in rows, and Sunday mornings, you look at the backs of people's heads. That's not how God created us to do life. He created us to do life face-to-face, -face, not, not sitting in rows, but sitting in circles. In this early church, this brand-new church in Galatia, Paul is writing to them, and Paul has had enough of the stuff. He's had enough. How many uh, moms in the room? Raise your hand if you're a mom. How many of you have ever used the phrase with your children, I've almost had 
enough. How many of y'all have ever used that phrase before? I used to wish there was like a blinking light on my mother's head, right? Five minutes before enough happened, just so I could get out of the room. And we would be driving down the road, and mom would say to the back seat, I've almost had enough. And in about five seconds, there's going to be a hand swatting the nearest flesh, right? It's just flying over the seat. Not safe, but that happened in my car. And so Paul has enough. Paul has enough. He's watching the church not be the church. He's watching the church fight, bicker, go at it with one another, not get along, be separated, be, be uh, decided by their differences, not by what makes them universally alike. And Paul has enough. In fact, 60 times in the New Testament, Paul uses this phrase, and here's the phrase, one another. That's the phrase that's used 60 times in the New Testament. One another, love one another, bear with one another, encourage one another, forgive one another. That's all I can remember. But there's 60 of them in the New Testament. And because Paul said they're important to the Lord, Galatians 6 he begins to break down to this early church. Here's how it's supposed to work together. Would you stand with me as we read God's word together? And to keep you from falling asleep. Here we go. Galatians 6, verse 1. Brothers, if anyone is caught in transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of, what's the next word? Don't go berate him. Don't go beat them. Don't go shame them. Restore them with a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's interesting. When we do life together, and I help you carry your load, and you help me carry my load, we fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he's something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we don't give up. Man, here's Paul going, all right, I've had it with you guys, forgetting why we're here. You're going to get tired by yourself. You're going to grow weary by yourself. But if we hang in there and we don't give up, we'll reap. So then as we have opportunity let us do good to who? What does it say? To everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Would you pray with me, God, today? I pray you bless the reading of your word. God, I pray today, we know this word is not written on a page, but God, rather written on our hearts. And God, we pray that when we leave here today, we leave here challenged, Father, we leave here having to make a decision about what we're going to do, just like the church had to do. God, bless this time. We thank you for it. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. You can be seated. So here we have this church called North Star. Remember back in 1997 when we began North Star, we made a decision, and the decision was we would gather corporately on Sunday mornings and then we would grab, gather day by day or weekly in groups. It was a decision we made early on. We made a decision that we would do these gatherings in homes. 
We, we decided we're not going to build lots of buildings. So some of you may have come from churches that have what they call Sunday school buildings, which are great. That's their model, and, and it's an awesome deal. And they have buildings everywhere that adults fill on Sunday mornings. We said, well, everybody's got a home, and it gives us somewhere to meet. But we decided Sunday mornings were not enough that God created us to do life together. We do it together somewhat when you gather here on Sunday mornings, but there's, a, there's another element that you miss. So why do small groups exist? Why are they so important? Here's what we know. Spiritual growth is a group project. Would you write that down? It's a little, a little note you got in your thing. Spiritual growth is a group project. We are meant to do this together. We learn more when we're together than we do when we're by ourselves. So what do small groups do for us? Number one, small groups help get back, help you get back on track spiritually. They help you get back on track spiritually. All right. You who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Our tendency as people is to drift. My, my life is not designed by myself to just naturally walk towards the Lord. I will drift. I get distracted easy, right? I can, my mind can jump from one subject to another subject, and I can do that spiritually. I can miss God's best spiritually because of drifting. How many of y'all ever been out in the ocean on a raft and you drifted away from where you started, right? There's, a, there's an undertow in life that pulls us away spiritually. We don't naturally get up and by our own human element just begin to walk towards the Lord. Many of us have drifted spiritually, and get this, nobody ever knew it because nobody else is in our lives. It's just us. We drift and there's nobody to ask about us. There's nobody to check on us. There's nobody to encourage us. There's nobody to come alongside of us. There's nobody to bear with us. Well, my, I, I come on Sunday morning, but, but on Sunday morning, all right, let's just pretend We're, we did the great time. Hey, turn around and tell somebody around you how your week went. Does anybody ever turn around and go, well, let me begin on Monday. Let me tell you what happened last week. I, I had a really rough week. We, don't, we ain't got time for that on Sunday morning. At the door, how you doing? Well, now that you ask, let me tell you how I'm doing, all right? It, it didn't work like that. We, we, we don't know anything about each other, right? Where do we get to know those things about each other? We get to know those things about each other in smaller groups. That's where people check on you when you're missing. That's where people come alongside you and encourage you when they see you get down. Can I tell you this? Life isn't easy. Life's not simple. Life doesn't just drift along and everything turns out okay because we go to church. I remember a couple years ago, I had a buddy, he started coming to church. He's like, I've had more trouble in my life since I started coming to church than before I went to church. Why didn't you tell me that? I'm like, my bad, it's fine print. All right, and so, I mean, those are the things that happen. There's junk that happens. 
when that junk happens, who's walking with you? Remember what he said, restore them with a spirit of gentleness. Well, Mike, when I struggle spiritually, I don't want somebody hammering me. Listen, nobody's going to hammer you. They're going to come alongside you and encourage you, and they're going to love you. I want you to write a little thought under number one, and we'll get ready to move on. Groups grow spiritually together. Would you write that down? They grow spiritually together. We learn from each other. I get stronger because you're there. So back, back when I was going to school, um, online education had not started yet, okay? So Back, David Eels is a good buddy of mine. He's here. We played baseball at Liberty. Part of playing baseball at Liberty is you had an academic advisor, and they checked every day to make sure you went to class. And I hated it. You know why I hated it? Because I didn't want to go to class. And I didn't want anybody checking why I wasn't in class. My natural tendency is to do it later. Any other procrastinators in the room? That's my natural tendency, to do it later. I mean, y'all are the people at the end today, and I say go small, for small groups, you're going, eh, next week. All right? And so, I mean, that's our natural tendency. Online, I would still be a college freshman if I took online. I would never. I'd go, you know, I need to get, I need to get on that class. And we go, next year, you going to do it? Ah, yeah, I need to do that this year, right? And so that's my tendency. Our spiritual tendency is to not walk towards the Lord by ourselves because it gets tiring. We don't know. We don't get it. We don't understand. Our groups help people get back on track spiritually. Number two, groups help people deal with the stress of life. Verse 2. There in your outline, hopefully you got it on your app, on the phone, or you're writing. Bear one another's, what's the next word? Mike, I want to fulfill the law of Christ. I want to honor the Lord. Okay, good. Do life with somebody. Bear their burdens. We all need prayer. We need people. You need people. I don't care how good you are at your career. You need people praying for you. You need people walking with you. I don't care if everybody in America knows your name or they don't know your name. You need people walking with you. With your husband, you're a wife, you're a couple that you came together, you're single, you're in college, you're in high school. doesn't matter what season you're in. You need people walking with you. You were not created to do this by yourself. When you have to deal with the stress of life, it's a better thing when you've got people carrying the load with you. Because here's what I've learned about life. I've learned but you never know when the carpet's going to get pulled out. You never know when the phone call's going to come. You never know when the doctor's appointment goes from a checkup to I need to come back and see you. That happens, doesn't it? 
2017 was that year for me. I go from standing on a baseball field one day to standing at Grady Hospital making the decision to we need to disconnect the uh, life support. There was, he wasn't there. I mean, literally from 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm on a ball field in a uniform. At midnight, we're driving in the same uniform, driving downtown from Fayetteville to the trauma center. And then the next day, I went home, spent the night with my mom. The next day, we're making a decision that I never dreamed in a million years when that afternoon began the day before I was ever going to be making. Now I'm sitting at a funeral home that I grew up going to play with my buddy Farrell, his dad on the funeral home. I grew up playing there. I never dreamed I'd be there with my dad. I'm there with you. I'm not supposed to be. And I, I remember distinctly, we're there. It's just our family. And the lady came in and said, do you all need a chaplain? Do you need a pastor? And I remember my sister going, no, 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 no. My brother's here. He's a pastor. And I remember thinking, no, I really would like somebody, actually. And about that time, our founding pastor here, Ike Reichard, called our phone. He couldn't be there, but he called that phone, and we put him on speakerphone. You know what? I couldn't do it by myself. Ann, Ann and I are standing there at the funeral home doing the viewing, and this is what I remember. My distinct memory of that whole chain of events was guys that are in my small group and couples that are in our small group walking in. I'll never forget it as long as I live. I remember the names. I remember exactly who was there. Oh, you don't ever forget it because you weren't meant to do life by yourself. We all need a group. I have seven groups that I'm in. I need a lot of people. All right, and so I have seven groups. You're going, that's a lot. Hey, I get paid to be here. All right, and so I have seven groups and I need them. I can't do this by myself helps us deal with the stress of life. In fact, we have one group here at North Star called Grief Share. That's for people that are walking through tragedy. They've lost a loved one. They've gone through a tough time, whatever it may be. And they get in a group and for a number of weeks, they do life together and they find out, you know what? I'm not by myself. You can sit in a room like this and be the most alone person in the world. You could feel like there's nobody here that understands. There's nobody else that's had a child walk away from the Lord. There's nobody else here that's had a family member lost to cancer. And then people around us, they've all been through it. We don't know it though. When we sit in here Sunday mornings, number three, it defeats the selfishness in my life. I don't know if y'all are like this. Sometimes I can make life about me. Can y'all do this occasionally? I mean, my problems seem worse than everybody else's problems. When I'm in them, they're really bad. I can throw the best pity party you have ever seen in your life. But you get around other people and you know what you find out? God, there's people walking through worse stuff than I'm walking through. Groups defeat selfishness. That's why we have them for couples. That's why we have them for singles. That's why we have them for men. That's why we have them for women. That's why we have groups that meet and do crafts together, groups that go do fitness together, whatever it is. We do that. Because we defeat selfishness. Look at what he said. If anyone thinks he's something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. Let us do good to everyone, especially to those that are in the household of faith. 
We need each other. Finally, point number four. Groups help us stay faithful to Jesus. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we'll reap if we don't give up. So, let's talk real quick. When I stand before the Lord one day, we give an account of our gifts and abilities, right? As a believer, that's what you do. You give an account of gifts and abilities. As a shepherd in the role that I have, I have to give an account of how I led you. God's not going to ask me how many people went to North Star. That is not what he's going to ask me. So Mike, give me the numbers, exactly what y'all were running. Because here's the deal. When I see numbers, I round up, all right? And so I really don't know how many people come. I, I, I don't ever take anybody's numbers. I always add 10%, all right? It's just what I do. I sit glass half full, not half empty, all right? And so he's not going to ask me that. But he is going to hold me accountable for how you've grown while you were here. Get in a group. It'll be the best thing you ever do. Mike, I'm just scared. I get it. But I'm telling you, get in a group. Well, there's no groups at North Star that I like. You don't ever hear this in church. Then find a church that has groups that you like and get plugged in there. Mike, you don't want me at North Star? No, I do. I just want you growing at North Star. Does that make sense to everybody? I say that because I love you. If it's not here, Find a church that has those groups because you need it and the body needs you. Well, I know it's easy to sit on a Sunday morning like this and go, well, Mike, you're, you're sort of paid to say all these things. Gosh, it takes seven groups for you to uh, fulfill your needs. Um, but what about people like me? I want y'all to meet a good friend of mine this morning. And uh, we get to do life together in a group. And this is not his occupation. He's one of you. He sits in the crowd every Sunday. In fact, I've thrown off his game because he always sits in the back and I made him sit in the front today, which has really thrown him off his equilibrium. I want y'all to give a good, warm welcome to my good friend, Mr. Jesse Evans. Would y'all give Jesse a round of applause? Jesse, tell everybody about you and your family. Tell sure. everybody a little bit about yourselves. So I'm Jesse. I'm married to my wife, uh, Shay. She's a doctor. She's actually working at Kennestone today, so she couldn't be here. Um, I grew up in this community, graduated from North Cobb High School a long time ago. And um, uh, we've got three beautiful little girls who are enjoying the transition Sunday today. So, yes. Yep. So your week-to-week schedule is a little crazy. You never, you never know quite what's coming Tell me a little bit about what you do for a living. I am the major crimes prosecutor for the Cobb DA's office. So I've been there for 19 years, and um, I work on the homicide cases. So uh, a lot of the cases that you see on the news and things like that, those are the, the cases that me and my team have been working on for the past almost 20 years. A lot of stress come with that? Yeah, it's very uh, stressful. It's got its challenges, as you might imagine. I go to crime scenes. I've been to autopsies, see some pretty terrible things. Um, but it's also an extremely rewarding um, profession, too. Um, you know, I always look for the, the, the positives and things and um, being able to give back to the community that I grew up in and help victims who are suffering and help my friends in law enforcement, many of whom are working traffic today, um, it's, it's very rewarding. 
seven, eight years ago, what was Jesse's spiritual life like? You know, um, we talked about this a little bit earlier, Mike, and um, I, I would say disconnected. Um, use, use the term drifted. I drifted, and, and I'll admit I'm far from perfect. Don't tell Shay that I said that publicly. <laughs> so we call that a confession in my business. So, um, but, <laughs> but strike that, please. Right, right, play. Strike that, judge. Off, off the record. Knock that off. Uh, but but I but I um, disconnected. I drifted, and I, I needed to get back to in tune with my spirituality. I would think I was trying a little too hard, maybe to go it alone. What caused you to come back to church? What, what got you back? Um, a lot of your members may know my dad, Scott, and um, he passed away. It was about uh, six years ago. Um, Patty still attends here. That's my stepmom. And um, uh, he'd been asking me for a long time, you know, come, come back to church with me. Now, we'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. And, you know, I'm busy. We've got work and life and things. And uh, unfortunately, with, with, with his passing, I missed that opportunity to really get connected to the church with him. But we made the decision, Shay and I, that um, we wanted to come and visit North Star. And it's since been our home. It's funny. I, I told Jesse this afterwards. I remember sitting with his dad. Last time I saw him, sitting at Kennestone. His dad always told me he's going to beat it big cancer and that time he said Mike I don't, I don't know if I can beat it this is what he said I'll never forget as long as I live if me passing means Jesse getting reconnected with the Lord I hope the Lord takes me and I remember it was the next Sunday I'm standing at a door greeting I never told you this standing at a door greeting and there comes Jesse and Shay and their family and y'all sat out here for many years you know what, what was it like to sit in the crowd and hear a sermon like this, get connected when it's brand new to you. What was that like? Scary. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, the small group we've been involved in, uh, you encouraged me to do that about three years ago. And um, I was very apprehensive. I was scared. I was nervous. Um, even today, this, this shape saw me this morning. She said, why are you so nervous? You talk for a living. I was like, yeah, you want a closing argument. I got you. But <laughs> if, if I got to come and talk about something personal, my faith, my journey with God, those kind of things, that's far more challenging for me to do. My f biggest fear um, for small group was, do I have anything that I can offer? What, what can these people learn from the homicide prosecutor? I knew I could learn from them. Uh, I was just afraid that I would be the weak link. Don't no, don't say anything. <laughs> and I wouldn't be able to bring as much to the table. And um, boy, I found out we have far more in common than we have different. What's been the biggest thing it's done for you? What's been the biggest thing? And this is a 6.30 a.m. He's busy. Life's crazy. You know, you're typically leaving. Hey, guys, I got to scoot out, get down to the courthouse. I've got a hearing this morning or I got a case. What's What's being in that group done for you spiritually? It, it's, I don't even know that I can put words on it. It's a, affected me in such a positive way. Uh, it, it's touched everything, my spirituality. It's touched my, um, my leadership, how I am as a, as a person, as a human, as a father, um, as a husband. Um, it, it, it's just been such a remarkable experience. And uh, my, my only regret is that I didn't do it earlier. Mm. What would you tell somebody today that's going, God, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel weird making that step. Well, how would you encourage them? You will never regret getting connected in a small group. You may very well regret not taking that leap of faith. And um, I'm just so glad that you encouraged me to do that. Uh, I've been in another, we did a couples group as well, but um, the group we're in now, Spiritual Leadership, has just been an outstanding part of my life and something that I look forward to every month. I know your dad didn't get to watch here the steps you've made. 
and he'd be proud of you. Thank you, Mike. I want you to know that. Would y'all give Jesse a hand today and thank him? I pray that I get to see him here and not in a courtroom. All right. And so that's definitely better when I'm in charge of the microphone. That makes me feel a lot safer. I'll tell you why I chose Jesse today. Because if anybody had a reason to go, I, I, I just can't. He did. In fact, when I reached out to him, it was just totally out of the blue. I just prayed. We were on vacation. And I said, Ann, I'm beginning a new group. And she's like, another group? And I'm like, I, I know. You don't need people like I do. But anyway, so I, I'm beginning another group. And, I, and here's the guys I feel like the Lord's laid on my heart. And Jesse here's one of them. And I'm like, of all the guys I've texted, I, I'm curious what that response will be. And then when he put his yes on the table and he made that step, it's been so fun to watch the journey. And yeah, we still sit in here on Sunday mornings, but now we have new friends. Now we got people that are looking out for us. Hey, you weren't at meeting last month. Everything good? I don't know how many times we've all traded text, prayed for each other. They were part of the guys that came walking in to my parents' funerals, both of them. I'll never forget as long as I live. The enemy loves that you're isolated. He loves that you're alone. Because we get discouraged easy. You know that little verse when he said, don't grow weary in doing good? You will. I get weary in doing good just like you do. But when I got those people around me that I see, last Sunday night at my house, we had 22 coaches and spouses in my house, full-time coaches and their wives. Man, it just encouraged me to know these are guys walking with the Lord and they're getting better with each other. My prayer is that you make the same step. Would you pray with me today? Would you just take a second and let the Lord speak to you? Father, today, you know my heart in this. My heart is growth. God, I want to see people grow in you and with you. And I just speak for Mike Lynch. I can't do it by myself. I do it better with others. Normally, for me, it's not a lesson that I taught. It's something somebody said in the group that was exactly what I needed right when I needed it. Father, today I pray that we'll have many make that step. Father, today we love you. God, may our feet follow our heart. Father, that is my prayer, and I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you give the Lord a hand and thank you for our time together today?